This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Hello and welcome to Alive with Wagner. Thank you for listening to today's show where I'll be talking about personal responsibility. For those that are new to the show, my name is Bhavna Nagar. I work as a clinical psychologist for the past 20 years, both here in New Zealand and in South Africa where I come from. I've come to New Zealand 13 years ago. My business is called Alive Psychology. Although my mindfulness practice started in South Africa, it grew and matured into the self-love practice here in New Zealand. This resulted in me writing a book entitled Self-Love, The First Step. The book that gives you practical tools on how to improve your relationship with yourself. The book combines trusted psychological approaches with reliable mindfulness practices, so you get the best of both worlds. I've been thinking a lot about our general lack of personal responsibility. As a child, if we did poorly in school, our parents asked us what's going on and put the responsibility of our poor grades solely on us. Not the teacher, not the schooling system. So we learned personal responsibility for our actions, or lack thereof, from our schooling system. I find it sad that in New Zealand, when Johnny commits a crime and runs away from the police, only to die or be injured during his escape, everyone blames the police for giving chase. There's also an inquiry if the police should have abandoned the chase and if that would have resulted in Johnny still being alive. No one blames Johnny for committing the crime and then trying to flee and saying maybe then he would have been alive. No one seems to blame Johnny for what happened. It's almost as if he was a bystander injured by the reckless police. This lack of personal responsibility is also applied to how we live our lives in general. There's a TV program called It's Your Fault, I'm Fat. Clearly no personal responsibility there. And over the decades, we've heard of research stating how, because of what our mothers did during their pregnancy with us, or how we were raised, or their parenting style, that's the reason I'm the way I am. Yes, there is a bit of truth in that. Of course, how I was raised impacts how I see life, what my values are, and how I live my life. Of course, if I grew up in poverty, my life, my general health, my overall outlook will be different than if I grew up in wealth, in a different country, or maybe if I was a different gender, had siblings or not, and so on and on. Everything in our lives impacts who we are and how we are. But there comes a point where I need to start taking responsibility for myself. Because if I keep blaming others, socioeconomic factors, culture, gender, the environment, then I remain a victim in my own life. I remain powerless to change anything in my life 
because I can't change where I was born, which family I was born into, or what I experienced in my life until this moment. I can't change the color of my skin. This brings me to the first three lines of the serenity prayer. And the first line is, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. That is, I can't change the things that has happened in my life until this moment. I can't change my culture, my experiences, my opportunities, or my lack thereof. I can't change any of these things. The second line, courage to change the things I can. I can change my attitude. I can give up my victim position. I can change my poor me statements. And I can change my value system. And the third and final line is the wisdom to know the difference. That is where most of us get stuck on. We try to change things that we have no power to change. We've all heard the news or the research that says smoking is a risk factor for developing lung cancer. Obesity is a risk factor for heart conditions, diabetes, and so on and on. However, most of us do not act on this knowledge. We don't stop smoking because I want to give prevent lung cancer. One of my clients repeatedly told me that he was proud of his round shape. He lived on fast foods and hated the lettuce or tomatoes that came on his burger. Until, that is, he was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. He had seen his father have diabetes, didn't take control of his condition, so had gangrene, and he did not want this for his future. So literally overnight, he changed his diet and eating patterns. He took responsibility for his health when he was forced to do so. He could have easily blamed the system, taken the medication, and continued to live his lifestyle. But he knew that that was what his father did, and he saw the results of ignoring the conditions and not taking responsibility. I did the same thing. For over 20 years, I was told to avoid dairy because my body did not like it. It aggravates my asthma and inflames my sinuses. But I liked chocolate, cheese, and dairy products. So I tolerated being sick with sinuses and asthma for years. It was easier to take the medication and then feel sorry for myself after I overindulged, and when I became really unwell, than to actually take responsibility for my health. And like most people, the consequences was not that bad that I really needed to avoid dairy. It's not like I went into anaphylactic shock when I had dairy. That's just a bit of sinuses, a bit of asthma. Nothing that's going to kill me immediately. Maybe slowly in the long term, but not today. Eventually, I had to admit that I was doing this to myself, that I was harming myself. So I took responsibility for my health and became a vegan. After I started doing mindfulness and did it on a more regular basis, I realized that I was responsible for my moods. And this was a shock. Because until then, I thought that I might have some responsibility in my moods 
But mostly my moods were because something happened that made me sad, angry or anxious. It was not my fault. The more I started to look at my mind and what I fed it and how I responded to situations, the more I was able to connect how I felt to my mind, to my internal environment. The problem with taking responsibility for my thoughts and how they affected my mood is that I could no longer sit in the victim position feeling sorry for myself. A part of me would say, well, you got yourself into this, now get yourself out. That's the problem with personal responsibility. We can't play the victim anymore. We can't sit there and wait to be rescued. The joy, the joy of this position is that we are now in control. But this scares many of us. It scared me initially. Because placing responsibility for my mental health in my hands felt like too much. How can I be trusted with something as big as that? But then it's my life. How can I not be trusted to have my own best interests at heart? So the first step in this journey was recognizing when I was being a victim in my life. The times in my life when I felt like I was sitting in the back seat of the bus of my life, not knowing where it was going, but content at the back, or maybe not content and complaining about the route, complaining about the scenery, but not feeling that I could do anything about it. So content to fuss and blame without really wanting to be in the driver's seat of the bus of my life. Like I said, I was in the back seat with regard to my life, with my mental and physical health. On closer inspection, I was actually in the back seat or absent from most of my life. I was just going through life and every day on autopilot, not really noticing things, not being involved, just a spectator in my own life. These feelings of not being in control would happen when I felt uneasy or distressed because a driver would cut me off in the morning. Or I had a fight with someone yesterday. It's not my fault I was feeling sad or angry. It was the situation I was facing. It was because of what was happening that I felt the way I did. And again, there's an element of truth in that. If I'm bullied or in an abusive relationship, then of course my environment dictates how I feel. It would be insanity for me to feel self-assured and confident in these situations. So then, what is my responsibility in this situation? I can choose how long I stay in this relationship or what actions I can take to change it. I can't change the situation, but I can change what I can control about that situation. Back to the serenity prayer. The old saying, you made your bed, now lie in it, is true. We need to accept the consequences of our action. But there's another part of this saying that I made up. Is, yes, you have to lie in your bed. But you have a choice on how long you lie in that bed. 
You can choose to lie in there for a minute, a day, a lifetime, and then get up. Make another bed. Maybe this one's better, or maybe it's worse than the other one. But again, you have a choice how long you lie in it. With this lack of personal responsibility or victim status, it's hard to feel any sense of security. I can't decide if I want to be happy or feel peaceful today. Because I have had no idea what the world will throw at me. I want to be happy. But then I have an argument with someone, or the washing machine breaks down, or I'm running late for work. So there goes that idea. Can't be happy today. Maybe tomorrow. But life doesn't work that way. It really works out where everything falls together. And even on those rare days where everything does fall together, I'm still anxious, I'm still tense. Because I can't trust it to stay this good for long. Or maybe I'm one of those people who need something to worry about. And if things are going good and I have nothing to worry about, I worry about not worrying about anything. So clearly can't really enjoy the day when things go right. When we are a victim in our lives, we respond to stress from the fight-or-flight response. This is my body's way of protecting me. So something small like someone giving me a funny look can trigger my fight-or-flight response and result in me feeling anxious. When we take responsibility for ourselves, the same stressor is not perceived as danger. Instead, it's perceived as a challenge, something I can work through and solve. This does not activate the fight-or-flight response. My body does not go into protection mode. Instead, I feel empowered and able. In this way, I slowly develop a sense of mastery and build confidence in myself. I start backing myself and look forward to challenges rather than fearing stresses because it will activate my fight-or-flight system and I'm stuck being a victim. We can't change this overnight or decide that I will change, be in charge of myself tomorrow. If I want to be in the driver's seat of my life, I can't just jump in there because it's too scary and I'll feel overwhelmed and that will trigger my fight-or-flight response again. So like with anything else, You've got to start where you are and start with what's easy. Firstly, start by just taking an inventory and an assessment of your life. Just for a day or the next hour, notice how much victim language you use. How often do you make other people's feelings more important than your own? Notice how you feel And the reason that you feel that way. Or if a day feels too overwhelming, take inventory just for this hour. For 10 minutes. Just a quick check-in. How am I feeling right now? For some, even this inquiry might be difficult to answer. How am I feeling right now? I don't know. How am I supposed to feel? Is what I'm feeling good, bad, okay? I'm not sure what this feels like. 
If that's you, if you're confused about it, not knowing, that's okay. Because this is not something you've practiced before. You haven't practiced looking at yourself, connecting with how you feel. So just take a few breaths and watch yourself breathing. Focusing on your chest or your belly moving. And then on a scale of 1 to 5, with 1 being crappy and 5 being good, rate yourself. Go with the first number that comes to mind. Doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. And after doing this for a week, you'll get a better sense of what a 3 feels like in your body. And you'll be able to rate yourself more accurately. Another way of playing with personal responsibility is start making decisions. Small ones. Which route do I want to take to work today? Rather than just be on automatic pilot. What do I want to eat for lunch or dinner tonight? Rather than say, yep, anything will do. Try a different flavor of tea in the office today or when you go out to a coffee shop. And then go, do I like this or not? Feeling and trusting yourself to make a decision in your life. Not feeling like you have to get it right, but that you're able to play and try out new things. With regard to personal responsibility, to unhealthy foods, smoking, drinking, or any other unhealthy behavior, it's best done slowly and with compassion. Don't stop doing it overnight. But play with noticing how you feel before and after doing it. Smoking and drinking normally has a soothing effect, a numbing effect on the system. So notice how you feel immediately and then later. And what causes you to take that next drink or smoke. With unhealthy foods, just notice how your body feels after eating it. Like I said, it took me 20 years to stop having dairy. So go slowly, but maybe not as slowly as I went. And again, again, if you take it away from you, your mind and body responds with a feeling of missing. Or desire becomes stronger. Have you ever noticed that when you say that you're going to start dieting, all of a sudden you become really, really hungry and want to eat everything? That's because your body goes into panic mode. That's going, oh my God, I'm going to starve. So a gentle approach is kinder to ourselves and to our bodies. It comes from a position of love and compassion rather than sacrifice, giving up, or scarcity. With mood, again notice, are you hangry or thirsty rather than irritable? Are you deliberately looking for a fight with your partner because you're feeling uncomfortable? Just start noticing what you're doing And when you're doing it, or when you're more likely to engage in certain of these unhelpful behaviors. And then with this knowledge at hand, play with changing it around. 
And over time, you slowly start building, becoming more confident in yourself, feeling that you're able to respond to life rather than react to life. Mindfulness is one of the best ways of taking personal responsibility because mindfulness is about saying, I'm in charge of my mind. I'm not going to let it do whatever it wants. I'm in charge of it. And if I'm in charge of my mind, then I'm in charge of the rest of me because my mind directs the way my body behaves. My mind directs how I feel. My mind is the most powerful tool I have. So with mindfulness, just start by noticing your breathing, noticing awareness, noticing your five senses, going for a walk and actually noticing what you see when you go for a walk, tasting that first bite of your food. When you connect or talk to your partner or your children, be there and just practice being in your body being in that moment. And that's how we slowly start learning to take personal responsibility. That's how we slowly learn to stop being victims in my own life. Hope that you found this talk useful. If you have any questions or comments, please contact me on my website. All my details are there. My website's alivepsych.co.nz. My next mindfulness retreat is mindful, Embodied Mindfulness and Self-Love. It's a woman's only retreat, and it's from the 19th to the 23rd of March, 2022, in the Coromandel. All those details are available on my website, and so is my TEDx talk in which I talk about personal responsibility. Thank you very much. Bye. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.